Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Ha! Seamless. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about observance? Okay. Well, I gotta get this. Re- I gotta get this recorded for me because this is my stupidity this morning. So. This is where my brain's at. So I pull up, I get my car to the dealership and this guy comes up in his purple shirt. Now, normally at Huberger, they wear, you know, black or blue shirts, depending on what service you're getting. This guy comes up and he goes, okay, uh, so uh, what are you here for? And he was literally just asking if it was, if it was express, I did not know this, but he was asking if it was express or if it was an actual appointment. And I start going into this thing on why I'm there. Not paying attention to the big ass lettering on his shirt that says valet. <laughs> he doesn't want to know why I'm there. He just wants to know, hey, are you express or are you in an appointment? What are we doing? What are we labeling your car <laughs> so that I know where your car needs to go? And I'm sitting there going like I'm I'm telling him like what's what's wrong with it? Like what I'm here for. And he goes, he goes, hey, whoa, whoa. He, he's like. I just just want to know if you're express or anything. And I look at him like, he's like, I just didn't want you to waste all your time. Like, dude, no, I get it. I'm like, trust me, I'm the idiot right now. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I could have just been more observant and read the big ass lettering on your shirt that says valet. And he just starts laughing. I was like, that's where my mind is right now. It's a good start to a Saturday, isn't it? And he just starts laughing. There are humbling experiences in life, and sometimes you just do them to yourself. Yep. Most of the time, I think, is my case. But <laughs> I was going to say a lot of mine are self-inflicted. <laughs> so, Miles, what we're going to do for the podcast is this is going to be two ninety nine instead of the last one. The last one I'm just going to turn into a like a special uh, okay. that we did. Um, Cause Loach yeah, is I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about. So. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing is I don't remember what we talked about. I haven't gotten to edit it yet. Hopefully I will edit it, the, edit that this week. I will definitely edit this this week since I'm not going to be traveling. But, uh, Loach was really bummed today. He was like, he was like, I, I don't want to miss today. Cause it's, it's 300. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, it's two ninety nine point five. <laughs> it's I'm like I, I didn't edit the last week so like I, and I'm really teetering on whether or not I'll actually have that as an F, as an actual episode I might just chop it up and, and put it out there it's just a special of, of stuff that we missed and you know leave it at that but uh, I was like yeah I'm like you're safe man like, next week we'll do 300 we'll do 300 you'll, you'll be on the podcast and now Josiah's like I don't know if I'll, that Josiah doesn't know if he'll make it next week so Josiah might miss <laughs> 300 so we'll we'll see. Maybe we can work out a schedule. Like maybe we can work out schedule. All right. And Numbers are made up anyways. So. Two plus two <laughs> equals five. <laughs> you want to you want to count all the shit that we've uh, we've done on the side and or technically we are made. at three hundred and twenty four past three hundred. Yes, technically we are at three hundred twenty four <laughs> with the amount of episodes that have been lost or or gone. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I know that is because I have a side note that tell that, that I keep track of, of when we lose and when we lose a podcast <laughs> so that I know uh, just how many episodes we've actually lost. If you want to include the, the uh, you know, watching movies with us, we are well over uh, 324. Uh, right. Speaking of which we need to try and do one sometime soon. Do a little relaxing weekend. Have we done uh, Starship Troopers yet? Uh, you know, I could have sworn we did one that was like one of the first ones we did. But I say, if we haven't done that, we should do that one. 
we can always do we can always do it off one of the animated movies the one for mars <laughs> traitor of mars i actually really like that one it was okay it, i didn't like it as much i liked the last one before that with the, oh, mechs, the, the first animated the suits one? and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that one was cool that was dope this one was just kind of like led us to believe that rico actually died in- <laughs> yeah and then like this one was actually just kind of like eh, it was all right I don't know. I like the giant cannon that they strapped on the back of his suit at the end. I just like that one because it was closer to the books. Because, mm. uh, I mean, the in the books, they're all practically one man army with all the shit they strap on their suits. And yeah, yeah. In the books, in the books, the reason why they're losing is because of just overwhelming numbers. Yeah, it has it has nothing to do with arachnids not going down after being shot. It just has to do with the fact that there are literally millions of them on every planet. <laughs> there are billions of them on every planet they go to. So Miles, let me know when uh, when you're ready to to start this off. Yeah, I'm all good. No, oh, okay. It just says it says you're playing Disco Elysium, but <laughs> I, I I have it running in the background only because it's like in the middle of a massive dialogue and I can't just leave it. Sorry, right. I just assumed you can just play it, play it while you talk to us, anyways. Um. <laughs> Once upon a time, I probably could have. I yeah. don't have that kind of. Uh, Attention span uh, ability anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss being able to split my attention like that. All right. Makes me feel like an asshole when I'm like doing something and Shane is trying to tell me something. Like I am listening. I just have no fucking retention for what she's saying sometimes. <laughs> uh, I have to put down whatever I'm doing. Like, I'm sorry. You're going to have to run that by me again. Yeah, I do that. I do that with my own family members. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not retaining any of this. I have to stop. But at least, unlike my father, I stop and realize it. <laughs> my dad's still of the old school nature of, uh-huh, yeah, all right, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, like back when you were a kid and they were watching, you watch your dad watch TV and your mom would walk in and say a whole thing of like what the, what they needed to do that day and they just don't retain any of it. <laughs> my yeah. favorite response right. is if it's important, please just put it in writing. Right. <laughs> put a sticky note somewhere that I can find. This is why we invented text messaging. Facts from the geek out heroes. Real fake fact. Text messaging was invented so that wives could communicate to their husbands properly. Because they because prior to that, whenever they talked to them while they were watching TV, there was no physical proof to prove that they had ever communicated what they needed done for the day. <laughs> right there on the spot. Listeners, that's how real fake facts happen <laughs> for the geek out heroes. Because of this kind of shit. So welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Margo. This is Josiah. Miles. So listeners, we actually did have a podcast that we did recording on uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I never got to the edit because I had been busy trying to get stuff done. And anyways, because of that, uh, we, we had no podcast. And now, two weeks later, you're wondering where the hell have you guys been? And I was on a trip uh, to California to go pick up a puppy because, you know, that's I'm, I'm in puppy, I'm in puppy trafficking. Um, no, that's, that's my in new career. San path. Diego. <laughs> um, Spanish for a whale's vagina. Spanish for a whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because of that trip though, I had an interesting, like I had, a, I had an interesting monologue in my head at one point and it was basically just Bill Burr. Me, me, me fucking going full fucking Northeastern accent on myself <laughs> list, like thinking about freaking 
hotel rooms. And the reason why I did that was because I was getting so irate in my own brain that the only way I could process it was so listeners, I can, as you know, I can do accents. One of the accents that I can do, and I can do it pretty well is Boston. And the reason why I can do Boston accent is because you have to think about how, how accents are, are, are done is because New Yorker, you have to think about the, the fact that their accent is around the idea of it sounds tough, but they could be talking to you completely cordially, but it's just tough sounding. It's all tough. It's all, it's all tough sounding. Whereas Boston is a verbal fight before you've actually gotten into the actual fight. <laughs> everything with it is so fucking aggressive. It's ridiculous. So, so it's kind of like Russian where everything sounds like a killing word. Yes. <laughs> where, where you could sell you know, somebody, somebody in Russian could, could be paying you a compliment and it just sounds like they're going to kill you. Uh, anyways, we were going from hotel to hotel. It started off. We stayed in Arizona cause we made a longer trip uh, first and then longer back because he's a puppy and he can't handle the stress of, of driving all the time. But uh, when we got to Arizona, we were staying at this this three star hotel and I sat there th- like walking around. I'm like, man, like it's it's just crummy looking like it's not really well kept up. It's not clean. It's, you know, kind of falling apart. Everything seems like, you know, I mean, first, first of all, you go into the bathroom, you turn on the the light for the bathroom. It's the heat lamp. Oh, in Arizona, and, and then you, yeah, and then you turn, then you turn on the other, then you turn on the other light that's supposed to be the heat lamp, and it, or that's supposed to be the actual heat lamp, and that doesn't even work. So you're using the heat lamp for light in the bathroom in Arizona, where it's 94 <laughs> degrees in the fucking in the fucking shade. No, no, just gonna use echo location. And, and that's that's that's. that's <laughs> That's how this whole thing got started in my mind of just what the fuck is going on? Like, what is up with hotels and the fact that you go into a hotel room now? And like, I remember as a child that you go into a two star hotel and it didn't matter if it was two star. Two stars just meant you were going to get great accommodations, but you were going to have a clean room that had an AC that worked that had lights that worked and people took fucking pride in the fact that you walked in and there was, you know, the bed was made and it was nice. You weren't going to, you weren't afraid to turn on a fucking black lamp and, and see what was actually going on in that hotel prior to you being there. I remember this as a child vividly going from hotel to hotel. It did not matter what the star was. It meant the star only meant what you, what you were getting for your money. It just meant how shitty their breakfast. Yeah. Was how shitty was, how shitty was your breakfast in the morning? How many, you know, how, were you going to get a mint on your pillow? Like five stars. <laughs> if you went to a five star hotel and you woke up in the morning and there wasn't a mint on your pillow with an actual fucking mint leaf, then that wasn't a five star hotel. That was four and a half. That was a four and a half. <laughs> they fucking lied to you. But that was that was me as a kid, and you can hear me starting to do the X, starting to go into the X. <laughs> this is why it was going in my mind, and like I sat there going, like what the what the hell? Like they, they have no, there's no pride in hotels at all, and like the the nicest one we had actually was at, at Alpine in California. That's where we stayed. That one was uh, that one was a three and a half star, and it was it was decent. It was clean at least. The you know most of the things worked <laughs> in the hotel room. Uh the only thing that was a that was a bummer was the they had a sliding glass door that was kind of kind of scary because the it was for the closet and it the side the, the way the glass had been held in was just the frame. There was nothing like really backing it or anything like that, so it was just held in with a frame. And the, the, you pulled it, and the frame came apart. And my mom went, "Uh, that's not good." I'm like, "No, that's actually really really dangerous." 
<laughs> like the glass could come out of the come could come out of the frame, land on you, and congratulations. Now you get cuts and bruises <laughs> right. as part of your stay. It's a bonus feature, I know, but still. <laughs> we were we were but like that was the nicest one, and that was the three and a half star. And I was like, and at least it was clean, everything like that. The other one that was a three and a half star was in New Mexico. And first of all, trying to find this fucking place. Oh my god. It is right next to a garage for semis. <laughs> Like it's, it's tucked behind a garage for semis. That's right here. So like, I'm, I'm trying to show this diagram to Josiah. So like Josiah, it's right here off to the, off to the right. Here's the hotel room way in the back and up front, there's a gas station and a, uh, and another garage. All right. And it's tucked way in the back. Now you tell me if that's prime location of trying to find this hotel that has no exit, no off ramp to it. Nothing. It's just tucked away in the back like it's trying to hide so nobody stays there and i'm sitting there going who the fuck thought this was a good idea like i guarantee you that place was fucking built and then all of a sudden they turn around and like you know what we need to make money we're gonna sell off part of our parking lot and we're gonna make it do it we're we're gonna sell it to a gas station and two garages this is fucking brilliant (laughs) well at least with that, the crackheads have somewhere else to go. Right. So we pull into this place and there's, you know, there's fucking barbed wire fencing off to the right and off to the, and off to the sides. And then you have this hotel, this hotel that's fresh, been been clearly freshly painted. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of the La, La Quanta or whatever they want to fucking call themselves. You know, the quality ends. La Quinta. Where I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm like looking around at the barbed wire fencing and stuff I'm like, yeah, this seems safe. This seems like a good location for a fr- for a friggin' hotel. I'm like, what was here? Be- like, what was it like before? Like, I would love to see a photo that was like that before, like right, like right after it was built. Probably really nice, pristine, easy to get to. People probably fucking love that place. They probably had like you know a freaking drive-in across the street, like drive-in food place, like across the street, stuff like that. And now you see it, and you're like, man, society it's really improving shit. <laughs> uh, well, we go into the hotel room. I open up the hotel room. It smells like shrimp. Not a great sign. And on top of that, I so at one point I took my socks off because I'm playing with a puppy and I'm and I'm I like to run him back and forth to get him exercised and, and wear him out a little bit. Yeah. So he goes to bed at night. But uh, I'm doing this and I suddenly I suddenly uh, sit down and I put my I prop my foot up, you know, like this. And I notice that the bottoms of the soles of my feet are black. Hey. And I'm going, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm looking at the carpet like, what the fuck? Don't worry, it's just asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, what the hell? Like, you guys, hotel rooms used to have, like, listeners, I am not kidding you. When I was a child, hotel rooms had pride. They had some pride. They actually took pride in some in some of the, the, the places looking nice, even if it was a two-star joint. Like it could be a two star hotel, you know, fly by night operation, you know, motel six will keep the light on for you, but you'd walk in as in my childhood and it was nice. It, when I say nice, it was clean. <laughs> I mean, even those like rent by the hour, you know, obviously people only go there to shoot heroin and fuck hookers seem to clean their hotel rooms better than that. <laughs> right. But you go into some of these places, like you go into the, you go into the bathroom, there's mold in the tile. Ugh. It's fucking dark. Like in, in between white tile, you can see dark spots and stuff. You're like, mm, that's not good. You look underneath the sink and it looks like something's growing underneath there. Like at some point you're going to have a bunch of people come in and be like, okay, we're here to harvest the shrooms. Stay in your corner. 
you know, that kind of shit. And you're going, what the, f-? like, what the hell in general, this kind of makes me think of like the rest of the world. Like people just don't take pride in their work anymore. People just don't take pride in anything. They just don't care. They just gave up. And that's why developers can't get their shit together <laughs> and actually make games that don't need fucking updates every goddamn week. It's because nobody takes pride anymore. There's no work ethic. Now, at the very least, up for the uh, AAA, you know, developers that we've been accustomed to. Yeah, it's like it's like the uh, the last the last place we stayed at. Like, what what are the curtains was completely painted onto? <laughs> <laughs> wow! I didn't like, like the color like, of the curtains, you can tell. Just paint them. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that the, when they were painted, they just left the curtains on while they were painting the room and I'm like and this this curtain had like <laughs> it's it's listeners it's not even like a miss like it was like a foot of paint on, <laughs> on a curtain this person was just plastering this fucking thing onto the wall and then suddenly realized oh shit that's not part of the wall <laughs> and they didn't even bother taking it off the re- take it off the rod to, to wash it or clean it or anything they just left it there oh my just god screw it just leave it like that that's the kind of crap that is that, that that was happening. I was like, man, this is this is ridiculous. Like, what, what is going on? This is what happens when you go with the lowest bid. <laughs> this is what the lowest bid buys you every time. Yeah, it was just accumulate. Like everything was just accumulating. You know, like how much people don't care about things anymore, and how much they just don't give a damn. And that's that's where like that's where it landed on for me. After that, it was just like. This is why the gaming industry is the way it is, because people just don't care. They they don't care anymore. They they aren't putting the time that they used to into things because in and, and part of it could just be the fact that like I mean you work for EA and EA doesn't appreciate your work. Why work harder? I get it. There there's a lot of stuff like that. And that might be the case for for these places as well. And their standards are super fucking lax, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> why go above and beyond when you can do the bare minimum and get the same reward? Exactly. That's and that's what it comes off as. So anyways, listeners, that's my that's my whole deal with the the hotels. And if I were to do it, it would be very hard for me to go through the entire rant that I had. But anyways. um, So what's been going on uh, right now? We are going into summer and that means things are going to be slowing down. Um, But thankfully, we are going to be getting some games this summer to to keep us company. One of those being Biomutant and Biomutant's been showing off some pretty good stuff. It looks like it's going to be very good. But uh, Miles, you made an interesting note when you were watching one for the PS5 versus the Xbox uh, series and PC version. Yeah, they they recently came out with a full on gameplay running on each and every single system uh, minus the switch, which I doubt it's going to go to anytime soon. And on the almost said, I almost said the 360 on the Xbox one and the uh, numbers don't matter. 4, remember, they're made up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't look bad. It, it, it has some frame rate issues, but overall it looks fine. Um, they, they released the PC uh, uh, showing at the same time and P- on PC. Of course, it looked fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, look great. Uh, couldn't even really make note of any issues that I really saw. And uh, I was hoping because this isn't necessarily made for uh, exclusively to PS5 and the Series X that those would be close to the PC. 
uh, in, in terms of quality compared to the regular Xbox One and the uh, PS4. All right. And, uh, you know, they, they, of course, showed off the, the, the Pro version and the uh, Xbox One X uh, versions as well. And those were a nice step up, especially in frame rate. Um, but they finally brought out the newer generation, the one I had been waiting to see. And they, they're pretty damn close to PC, like minor pop in on some lighting that mm-hmm. I noticed, uh, but ultimately not that bad. I, I think maybe some detail, but that might have been because of the combat camera, because they do some weird like uh, camera moves and focusing in the middle okay. of combat. So some of that might be, be uh, attributed to that. However, I did notice in comparing the Series X versus the PS5 uh, graphics that there's a little bit of a frame rate issue on the PS5 compared to the Series X. Yeah, it's minuscule, really. It's nitpicking, but it's still there. And we've seen this now with uh, a couple other uh, things that they've shown off side by side. One of the ones was. um. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk wasn't a frame rate thing because they actually boasted that the frame rate was better on the PS5. But yeah, it was the, a draw the, distance. There was a yeah, there was a a, a, a much uh, more lack of detail on the PS5 version versus the Series X. Uh, Vargo and I noticed. Yeah, and so it it feels like PS5 is kind of tripping over its own dick when it comes to this uh, <clears throat> stuff, and yeah. uh, it. We, it's just something that we're kind of noticing that they're just a half step behind on series uh, behind series X on quite a few things. I don't think it's going to be everything. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting to say yeah. the least. It's definitely, it definitely brings more credence to my whole thing of uh, I think PlayStation focused on the wrong thing of yeah trying to make sure that they had that, you know, that, solid state drive in there that was so fast when NVMe was quickly catching up and the NVMe technology and the series X can clearly uh, kind of hold its own with that. It's kind of that it it was, it's, you know what it reminds me of is that argument that Apple used to have constantly back with uh, when they tried to, or, or I shouldn't say when they tried to, when they officially decided that, all their solid state memory was going to be soldered to the motherboard. Now, Apple's argument for that was, oh, it's going to be so much faster. It wasn't listeners. It was not faster. Uh, The solid state, having solid state memory soldered to the board made things faster technically, but to the human eye, it's there. There was no perceived difference. It was milliseconds, not seconds uh, of speed. So for a computer, that's a lot, but for a human being that only becomes a lot when that, accumulates. And since that's not accumulating for most tasks, you don't notice it. So it became this, this ridiculous argument for Apple of, Oh, well it's, it's, it's soldered to the board. So it's faster. And it also keeps heat down and stuff like that. No, it was literally because Apple wanted to make sure you couldn't upgrade your system. That's what it came down to. They could create these ultra thin laptops and that's, that's awesome looking, but at the same time, those ultra thin laptops don't do anything better than anything else previously. And they didn't need to be any thinner than they already were. So what was the real reasoning behind it? Well, the real reasoning behind it, and this is actually from leaked notes 
listeners, long time ago, they've been using and uh, my, or, uh, uh, right to repair shops have been using this as arguments for uh, in legislation to argue against uh, Apple and Microsoft who are trying to prevent you and I, anybody from being able to repair their own equipment without their say so. Uh, that means that the, the reason why they oppose that listeners is because these corporations want to make sure that they are the only ones that get to touch the equipment and that no one else can. That means that they get to charge you whatever the fuck they want to fix your, your equipment, even if they don't really fix it. So, uh, that aside, there are, there are, there are notes, internal notes from Apple that basically talk about the fact that the reason why these systems were designed this way was so that they could make sure you couldn't upgrade your computers. They wanted to make sure that it was so proprietary that if you wanted more hard drive space, the only way you were going to get that was with an external drive or to take it in or, or, or to get rid of the computer and have to buy an entire new system. So Apple has had that as their, oh, well, it made things faster. It's not true. Sony kind of has made that. I feel like Sony's kind of made that same argument with the PS5. The only difference is the PS5 actually has the upgradable X, you know, the upgradable in, internal storage that they still haven't allowed anybody to use yet. So that's the only ray of hope there. But to me, it, it tells me that their system, they focused on the wrong thing. They should not. They should have just they should have gone with the NVMe to begin with and just left their their solid state drive, their their whole soldered on solid state drive board alone not even worried about it because nvme was quickly catching up and by the time the system had launched there were all there were already nvme uh 4.0 uh drives out there that were just as fast they were expensive listeners but they were just as fast and it wouldn't have cost sony anything different than just using that technology in their system but instead, they decided to go with this weird proprietary solid state drive that actually isn't any faster. And then they tried to claim that, oh, because of the solid state drive and how fast we're promoting it, never mind the fact that they didn't they didn't plainly state that the the speed that they were talking about was with compressed data, not not streaming data, but just compressed data. Well, when you start looking at the number, when you start looking at the actual numbers, it's not any faster than the the, the Series X really. So yeah. why, why does it one, why does it cost as much as the series X because of that? Right. When, when in reality, it's actually technically listeners from, from a completely hardware standpoint, the PS five is inferior to the, to the series X. It is. Yeah, I mean, uh, to give, give that some perspective out of, I, I've literally watched every single gameplay uh, trailer for the, for the game for the different systems. Mm-hmm. And the PS5 one was the only one that had a disclaimer on it. Yeah. And it was that, uh, you know, the footage you were about to see has been captured on a retail PS5. With this build, option for native 4K on PlayStation has been deactivated due to stability and performance related reasons. Yeah. What you see here is 1080p at 60 frames per second, upscaled to 4K at 60 frames per second. It will remain deactivated for the release version too. It will not be a current, uh, a native current gen experience. I was like, that's, that's kind of sad. That's, and that's <laughs> for, telling, that's telling of, yeah. of the hardware limitations for that system when it can't do yeah. that and the Series X can. Yeah. So now I, I'll put my own little disclaimer in there. It still looks good on the PS5. You know, oh, don't, yeah. don't be disheartened by it. You know, you're not going to, 
play at the pinnacle of fucking performance. If, <clears> if that's what you have and that's what you want to play on, play it on that. It still looks good. Yeah, there's, but, no, there's nothing wrong with that. The, the issue I'm bringing up is the fact of Sony, it, it feels like Sony's fallen into that trap, that PS3 trap of you focused on the wrong technology, you focused on the wrong thing instead of yeah, focusing on what really mattered. Bit. Like the PS3's limitation, listeners, in case you don't know this, the PS3's limitation was really its memory. Uh, it's video memory. It was it was locked in at 256 uh, megabytes. Uh, so because it was locked in at 256 megabytes for its video memory, it had to share some of its system memory, which was also another 256 megabytes for the system memory. The Xbox 360 had a very unique memory system on the fact that it could, like a PC, it could use the 500 or the 512 megabytes that was dedicated to the full system. Again, that's, that's still shared. Yes. But because it's still shared, the main system, the main system isn't locked in at 256. It's locked. It, it uses whatever it needs to from that 512. Whereas the video memory has a lot more memory to work with. And on top of that, with the hard drive that was in the system, if you had the hard drive Xbox, which eventually everyone had to have, because of uh, of certain games that were coming out, the hard drive in the in Xbox could be used as as a virtual memory for the system. So it could use up some of the hard drive space, just like a PC does, to try and make up for the slack or some of the slack that the system was having because of the limitations to its own memory. The PlayStation didn't have that. They Sony focused so much on the cell processor that they toted it as the, oh, this is the end-all be-all of all systems and it will make graphics even better. While the cell processor could be repurposed to assist in graphical nature, it couldn't make up for the lack of memory that was on the system. So because of the lack of memory, that's why you had so many problems with Skyrim. That's why there were so many problems with so many games that ran just fine on the 360. But when you went over to the, the PS3, it just ran like shit. Well, Sony is kind of making the same st- the same misstep, I feel like, with the PS5. The PS5, it's focused on, oh, well, we've we've got this proprietary solid state drive. Well, that's great. But is it any is it actually giving any real benefit to anything other than first party titles that know how to properly utilize all your systems? Right. Much like with the PS3. First party titles on the PS3 were phenomenal. First party titles on the PS3 were fantastic. So I expect first party titles after especially after the ps4 on the ps5 to be fantastic but third-party titles don't use all the tricks and and things that are involved solely with the ps5 because they have to be able to run on both systems which means that they're going to be made primarily to run on regular solid state nvme memory which is where the xbox excels because it's made it's designed to run on that and a pc the PlayStation's kind of sitting there going, uh, I, I don't have the hardware internally, the graphical power. I don't have the, well, it does have the, the CPU power. The CPU is about the same on both systems. The GPU is lacking on the PS5 compared to the X, uh, the Series X. The Series X has a more powerful C- GPU. So because of that, we're seeing better draw distance in Cyberpunk. We're seeing better frame rate in a game that is that, that's also you know, toting a 4k resolution on yeah, the series. The same X. thing with, uh, the mass effect, uh, legendary edition. Yep. And you know, we saw the comparisons on that and it runs fin- fantastically better on the series X. Yep. The series X runs it better. It just does. 
listeners, if you don't know, if you don't know what we're talking about, there, there's a couple articles out there that talk about the fact that the Series X is designed to be able to run it at 4K. I think it's a uh, 60 frames per second, but it also can run it at 10 for or a 1440p at 120. So it'll run it at 1440p at at 120 frames per second, whereas the PlayStation 5, as far as I know, still has 120 frames per second locked off. Yeah, it's not even an option. It's not even an option. So yeah. it can it can Digital only Fender run. Did a uh, pretty good pretty good side by side on it. Yeah, it it can only run at 60 frames per second. So while it runs at 60 frames per second, it doesn't run one. It it when I saw their side by side, the Series X still outperforms it. That's and to me, that's a hardware limitation. That's that's a P, the, the PS5. If the PS5 is already showing a hardware limitation this early in its life cycle, I guarantee you the PS5 Pro is coming up. It's it's being yeah, made. I mean, it, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, hats off to Microsoft for making a a great console. I mean, the as as much minus as the disconnect issues, you know, minus the disconnect <laughs> issues. That's I think that's software. Uh, you know, I, Microsoft I haven't. I haven't had to reboot my system for quite some time now, mm-hmm. uh, but occasionally the controller will still just not fucking work. Yeah, uh, it won't. It won't even give me the disconnect blink. Yeah, it'll just act like oh, you know, something's gone wrong. Like I threw myself into a corner on uh, Call of Duty the other day. Uh, I was like, okay, that wasn't supposed to fucking happen. Pop the battery out, pop it back in, and I'm back to work. I think that's still software and and firmware issues oh, probably on their end. All right, wires wires across. I mean, it's it's kind of strange for Microsoft, a a software company, to have better hardware than their software. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they just sometimes they like to just try stuff out and see what works. Yeah, and they don't always pick a winner. Yeah, I still I still uh, I still maintain the idea that the the external solid state uh drive the nvme card for the xbox series is completely unnecessary uh when it could have just been internal yeah and and it would have been fine their whole thing of like oh it helps dissipate heat that's fucking bullshit that's nonsense how how much (laughs) how much heat is a a solid state drive gonna an nvme can can conduct a lot of heat it can but it's not going to conduct so much heat that you can't create a system that allows for just a couple extra vents. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how much heat is this thing going to give off? That you have like, to put it on the outside. Like it's, yeah, it's 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 not so much because it are like and and that's because they already have an NVMe inside the system. So if it's already using NVMe technology and, and solid state drive technology internally, it's able to cool the internal one. Then it should be able to include an add on as well. Whereas the PS5, we've heard from reports that it's, and I, I don't know, I don't. Did we cover this last the the missing podcast or the one before that, Miles? Where it turns out For that what? we were right. <laughs> the PS5. That oh, about uh, the heat issue. I think it was the one before the heat that. issue. I think yeah. we covered it in yeah. the. Well, uh, I mean, you could fix that with a drill. Just put some speed holes in the case. Speed holes. <laughs> Case. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a modify for a modified plate to come out to allow for more air, more airflow through the system. Yeah, uh, eventually, like because they said that the the reason why the the reason why the NVMe isn't turned on in the PlayStation Five listeners uh, is because of heat. They said because because it's a heat issue, and they're still trying to solve that. And on top of that, they're working with manufacturers 
uh, or multiple manufacturers to create certified PS5 uh, memory. So we were right. Like, we, that's the funny thing. We were right on both accounts. So I'm definitely waiting for their mid-step. And that's the thing is like I said, like after point. after hearing that, I, I told Miles, I'm like, I like as here's the thing, as sad as it is to tell a friend who's already bought the console. Yeah, this like that's the thing is I hate I hate having it. I hate telling Miles this because Miles went ahead and bought the console. He bought it in good. And here's the thing. Miles bought it in good faith because he knew that Sony had made a good product previously. So he expected a good product. Now. I well, at the time when when because this is before they even uh, changed their minds. Really, yeah. it was certain games. Were certain only gonna games be were going to be PS5 exclusive. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't want to be cheated out of those experiences because I don't have this console. Yep. And so really, I got it just to kind of avoid that fucking hurdle, avoid that headache. Yeah. And because I was like, well, I just want to get it, get one and get it out of the way. Yeah. And I, I managed to do that with both of them, thankfully. But and that makes sense. Yeah. It's but yeah, like you said, I, 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 I actually try to avoid launch systems at all fucking costs. Like I didn't get the Xbox one until I think six months after it had already released. Yeah, whereas I've um, never really avoided a launch. Yeah, and I, you know, and that's that's because, you know, things are always come out, you know, after uh, it's already released, you know, like, yeah. oh, you know, heating issues or, or what the fuck have you. And, you know, if you wait, a lot of the times those iron the fuck out. Yeah, but I said, fuck it. I had the the means and the capability to snag one this time around so i was like ah, i'm just gonna do it get it out of the way yeah. in one case it was good that i did so because trying to obtain one is so stupidly difficult yeah and that's uh, what i was gonna say i, I would probably be in the same boat i would absolutely be in the same boat if, if it were if it weren't for scalpers if i would they absolutely were available, be the same i would have one yeah, but they've made it impossible for you know me and you to get one right oh, dude, now. Speaking so. of scalper updates, <laughs> oh my god, dude, they're scalping everything, everything, everything. Gaming chairs, food, you name it. Drinks, food, drinks. I mean, <laughs> it is unfucking real. So here, here's another one that's uh, gonna make you laugh. So you guys know I'm a big Warhammer fan, right? So every yeah. time they, uh, yeah. They do big announcements like they'll they'll announce, you know, new miniatures and whatever. So one of the things they announced today was books went up for pre-order. They're scalping books. What? <laughs> They're scalping books for God's sake. Like Damn. I was looking at like all the announcements and people in the comments are like, hey, so they've been up for five minutes and the books are already like oh, the pre-orders have sold out. Some of some of these uh, anime that I've gotten. Recently, the scalpers have been have been buying those up like crazy. Uh, I had to like some of these. I had to go directly to the manufacturers to to get copies. I don't doubt that. I believe it 100 percent. That's it's it's freaking nuts. Uh, Like uh, Assassination Classroom. So I got Assassination Classroom seasons one and two. Um, Normally, I don't go directly to a manufacturer because they typically ask for more money. But when I was looking for it online, everyone was a scalper. And whereas yeah. Amazon would have normally sold it for like 27 bucks, everyone was selling it for like or they, they had bought up all the copies of it for some reason and were selling it for 50 to 60 dollars, which is what it would cost normally on launch. But this is a series that's been out for quite a while at this point. So I went over to uh, I think it's uh, Sente's, uh or Sente's, uh website. 
um, and looked it up and they were, they, they had it on, they had it on there, but it, you know, it was back ordered at uh, 26 bucks. I was like, well, you guys are selling it for, you know, it's back ordered, but you're still allowing for, for orders. So I just went ahead and bought it from, bought it directly from them and found out that like Sente was just, you know, they, they had put out a notice saying that they were going to lower their prices on a lot of stuff because they saw the amount of scalpers that were buying up all their product. And they were going, you know, we, we don't care that we make money off of them, but we're not going to let them continue to abuse our, our fans. So we're just going to drop the prices on our own on our own website and let you guys order it, even though they're back ordered. And we'll just tell you, yeah, it'll, it'll be in eventually and, you, and we'll fulfill the order. You'll get it someday. Yeah, you'll we, get it someday. Um, we, we had a good fucking laugh about uh, Sony unveiling their new, two new colors for the PS5 controllers. Right? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh, weirdly, you can pre-order these. <laughs> yeah, you can instantly pre-order these. And thus, you pre-order you'll get one when it comes in. But you can't do that with the console. Yeah. Fucking strange. That's fucking weird. <laughs> um, recently, I got an email from EVGA explaining to me that they are having a hard time procuring enough product in order to create the graphics cards that we've all had uh, li- been listed in the queues. Listeners, you might remember a while, like a way back, I might I, I told you guys about the queue that was in EVGA's uh, website where you sign up and yeah. you get for auto notification and they'll eventually tell you when you can buy a card. I signed up back in September. I think is a 21st is my earliest one. And I still have not been given a link for that queue. I still have not been been sent a notification and I check it all the time just to make sure I didn't miss the email. Right. Yep. Never been sent. Never been sent a, a message saying that I can buy one. And they finally sent me an email saying that they are having a hard time procuring the product and all that stuff. And it's because of scalpers and it's because of Bitcoin miners or, you know, cryptocurrency miners that they can't they can't they aren't making the lower end cards because listeners, how the lower end cards work is they make the high end card. And the low end cards come, are, are offshoots of that high end card. But the problem is, is the 30, the 3080 and the 3090 are exactly the same, almost in every fucking way. The difference is in me- is memory for those two. And the higher memory is needed for cryptocurrency. And that's what the that's what the cryptocurrency miners are using. So they're making tons of those and fulfilling those orders because that's the one that's in the highest demand right now for the industry overall. And on top of that. Every time they make one and ship it out or, and ship them out to stores, those are instantly being bought up by scalpers. So they can't they can't make any of the lower end product. They can't make any of the 3080s because of that. And 3070s and 3060s come from the cards that couldn't make they that, that weren't up to snuff to be th- considered 3080s and 3090s. So what they do is. You know, when a card comes out and it's got, a, let's say it's got a couple of bad cores in it, or it's got a couple of bad, uh, in this case, uh, CUDA cores, a uh, couple, couple of bad areas of the GPU that it can't hit the full number that they need for the 3090 and the 3080. Well, what they do is they say, okay, well, that one's going to be, uh, we're going to, we're going to take it and use firmware to block off that area of the GPU so that none of that is utilized and it gets turned into the lower end card. So it gets turned into a 3070. Same thing goes for a 3060 and those orders get filled faster than the 3080s because the 3080 is the same specs as a 3090, just with less memory. 
So we, we have this weird quandary of like, well, gra- the, the manufacturers can't produce certain cards because they are producing higher end, the higher end cards all the time for what's in demand. And anything that's not used for the higher end cards is used for the lower end cards. And everything keeps getting in regardless, everything keeps getting bought out by scalpers when it goes to a store. So the only thing that EVGA is really filling out in their queue is the 3060, 3070, and the 3090. They barely even touch the 3080. And I know this because I've been on their community forums talking to people who have like there, there are some, there are some people, and I talked to a guy yesterday. He has had a, a notification set up for a 30 for a 3080. It's the only card he wants, and he has all of them set up this way. He has every single one of them for a setup for notify, and he's had them since uh September 19th. That's that's two days ahead of me. And he still hasn't gotten a notification. Does that tell you how far behind they are or what they're not concentrating on? Asus, AMD, all, all of these manufacturers have had shit leak out from their own from their own employees showing, yeah, this is exactly what's happening within the industry. And it's not like listeners, I'm not asking these companies to care about me. I'm asking them for just just hold up your end of the deal. You said that eventually we'd get a card. The the card came out in in November officially. Your your auto queue has been around since oh, end of September when you created the auto queue. We're using the auto notification system. Your auto your auto notifications have been set up since uh, for the earliest card, which is the 3090, uh, would be September 12th, I believe, or four or 13th. So from then on, you, you've had this queue set up and yet you're not honoring it. And here we are in May, getting very close to June and still nothing. And on top of that, you have uh, Microsoft and Sony finally admitting that, yeah, it's going to be hard for us to fill orders. Uh, the shortage is probably going to take place well into 2022. So with that, does that mean, do you think you're going to get a delay on the mid steps? Do you guys think? Probably. I think it's going to be the exact same situation you're in now. You're not going to get your hands on a midstep. Oh, I, 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 I guarantee that. But I'm just wondering, yeah. do you think it, do you think because of this, all, all, all of this delay into 2022 of just trying to get the regular console out? Do you think that's going to delay the uh, announcement for an, for a midstep? Or do you think that's going to or do you think with the issues that they're showing that that's clearly the PS5 is showing hardware wise with what you and I just talked about? Do you think that's going to cause them to push for the mid-step sooner? I mean, if the if the if there's not truly a material shortage, then they'll try to push them out as soon as they can. Right. Yeah, you know, just because it'll be a, an upgraded version that they can, you know, reasonably uh, mark up the cost on. Yeah. Um, there's such a, a dwindling amount of, of available systems out there to begin with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we have no fucking idea how many, like we've, we've stated in previous casts, we have no idea how many are actually out there that just aren't being used. <laughs> They're sitting in storage yeah. waiting how, to be sold at a How many were cast. actually bought up by scalpers? I mean, recently they had yeah. uh, StockX uh, bragged about the fact that they sold over almost 140,000, sold almost 140,000 secondhand PS5s. Yeah. You know that that means scalpers, listeners. So 140 almost 140,000 were sold. How many are still left? 
that haven't sold yet. Yeah. And, you know, my, my gut guess, even if they do do a midstep, uh, which, I mean, we've gotten for several generations now, uh, I don't see it for another two years, probably. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how well uh, Ratchet and Clank does on the yeah. PS5 to see if Sony notices like, oh, we don't we really don't have enough product. Yeah, it, there was there was it's we, we've said it since uh, fucking fall. It's like that's the dumbest fucking thing you could do right now with a system that can't be bought. <laughs> yeah, is make a game exclusive to it. Yeah, hell, that was the main reason why they, sh- they why they suddenly were. And that's the funny thing is they were suddenly able to shift Spider-Man over from in- almost instantly from being a PS5 oh, exclusive yeah. to suddenly it's playable on the PS4. So yeah, you're yeah. telling me they that- changed. I think they changed that within a week. Yeah. Of the announcement. Yeah. There was. Oh, it's going to be exclusive. I'm like, that's a big fucking mistake. Week later, it's actually going to be playable on the PS4. <laughs> Yeah, listeners, if it, yeah, if it wasn't within a week, it was that. it was within two weeks because I remember we did a podcast on it. We talked about how terrible of an idea that is. And then yeah. and then, you know, like we talked about the advantage of trying to push it in order to get consoles into the into people's homes. But we also yeah. talked about the bad idea of if you're not going to have enough consoles out there for people to own it. That's a terrible idea. Well, and even then, when we were speculating that it wasn't even so much of a console shortage issue yeah. because we, we didn't know that there was. We didn't even know there gonna was going to be, gonna be that much of a console right. shortage at the time. <laughs> it was just because of the fucking economy. Yeah, it was like you got people that haven't. Been, you know, there's tons of people out of work because of this fucking nonsense. With well, with economy. COVID I mean, you're talking about else. having a. You're talking about having a console launch and a brand new game come out, and you're expecting this to be the big seller. But if the console even if the console sold 2 million units in the, in the first week is that, you know, if it sells out, that's all you have for that game is 2 million two yeah. is, is the possibility of selling 2 million copies for a game yeah. that sold well over four in the previous generation. Well, that, that just seemed yeah, like a bad idea. Numbers it made wise. no fucking sense to us. Yeah. <laughs> it, listen, it, it just, it just seemed like a bad idea as numbers wise. Like that just seemed like yeah. denying yourself money. Kind of, and you know, you can make the argument with the this next uh, Ratchet and Clank installment that uh, the PS4 probably just couldn't handle, you know, the the mechanics of this new game that's coming out. I think there's probably ways around it. I think they could have made that work uh, if they had just put the time into it. And I think that would have probably been the smarter idea is to make a PS4 version of the game to release simultaneously at the very least. Yeah, I mean the I think the thing that really gets into the way for the for Ratchet and Clank is the uh the portals as it keeps loading yeah. into other worlds and it does it so quickly using using solid state uh technology. That's that I think that's the only drawback for the PS4. Yeah. That's really that's that's really the only reason why, that's the only reason why the medium is on uh PC and Xbox series is because of the solid state drive because it literally it literally has to do with the fact of it's loading two worlds at the same time and it's loading so much information simultaneously. There's no load. There's no loading screen for it. So yeah. it's happening as you're going. And that's hard. That's almost, I shouldn't say it's almost impossible. It's, it's really, really difficult to achieve something similar to that, to that on a regular hard drive, especially since the, the last generation hard drives weren't even, they weren't even 7,200 RPMs. They were, you know, 5,400 RPMs which is super slow 
for right. for hard drive listeners if you don't if you don't know uh much about the hardware that uh 7200 is a, a standard for normal pcs and uh and used to be the staple for gaming years back before solid state drive came out Hell, you even had people running uh 10 you know 10,000 rpm raid drives to 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 do gaming so that things loaded faster um solid state really changed the game for pc for a lot consoles were still way behind using old 5400 rpm uh hard drives that were utilized and, and really created originally for laptops where they didn't do a lot of gaming just used for workflow so you didn't have to have these ultra fast, you know, ultra fast speeds. So because of that, it, it, that, that's when it becomes an almost impossible task of, okay, how do we, how do we make sure that these things load quick enough so that you don't see a load screen so that it doesn't pause the game or anything like that on this generation of consoles? Oh, well, we can't. Okay. Well, we, it's, it's going to only be on the next generation on the, the current generation now. And I think that's what it's what they were kind of running into with Ratchet and Clank, where I I have no doubt that Sony probably probably entertained the idea of putting it on the PS4 just to make sure they have enough sales. Yeah. And it probably just came down to sorry, it's a limitation to technology, guys. Like we can't do this. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they probably could have found some way to hide it in the game to, you know, a load or something. Oh, yeah, doing doing the clever things that they've done in the past, like with God of War. Stuff like that obviously wouldn't be as good or as fluid, yeah. you know, but you're at least the option is there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think, uh, I think their smart move would have been to <laughs> try to delay it for something like that to have worked out. But right you now is what it is. Uh, I've, I've, you know, the gameplay we've seen on it looks good. I hope it, I hope for their sake it does run well and and flawlessly on the PS5. Right. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those ones where listeners, even if we had PS5s, we'd all be waiting for the price to drop uh, on that one. It's seventy dollars. Yeah, because talked about that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I really want to play it. Yeah, you know, it's a game that I would absolutely buy full price, but it, it's it's almost like a matter of fucking principle at this point. Like, yeah, no, go fuck yourself. You're not charging 70 for, you know, fucking PC on their games and they get better shit. Yeah. Like, so what the fuck's your excuse? Yeah, that's that's the thing is like. Uh, it really it really it really is listeners, the fact of if you're if you're looking at consoles and you're comparing it to PC and PCs getting more out of the game at less cost, that's not fair to the console crowd. That's no, fucking ridiculous. And that's ne- that's never been fair to the console crowd when it's happened in the past. And but they're trying to use that as a springboard to try to, you know, charge more, charge for more money. Games. And that's the thing listeners, uh, back when, you know, PC games for a long time were 50 bucks and there were $60 on console for the same game forever. And it was, it wasn't until, uh, well into the 360 and, and, uh, PS3 generation where console games started charging the same amount. And I think one of the, one of the main titles that used to do that was call of duty because they could do it. They could get away with it and console and PC gamers knew that they were, that they were, pretty much getting the shaft because uh, of console gamers, because they were charging more for consoles or for the console version of the same game. But it wasn't on every title and it wasn't until towards the end of the 360 and PS3 generation that $60 became pretty much just the staple for everything, including on PC for AAA titles. 
but going into this this generation and saying, oh yeah, we have to go up to seventy dollars now, and PC con or PC gamers are going, uh, you're charging us sixty for the same thing, <laughs> and it's the, no uh, different the than billions last in profit that the uh, developers are making uh, makes it sound like that's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, so um, it just becomes this whole thing of like, well, I refuse to pay pay you guys $70 for a game that I could have bought for $60 before. Or if I were, you know, if, if I had the money to have made a gaming rig and it was available on that, I could just pay 60 bucks on that. It kind of made me think of like the, you know, what if they had, what if they had done something similar on mass effect uh, legendary edition uh, where they were like, all right, well, you know, it's three games. So because it's three games, it's $80. Would gamers have, have seen that as fair? I could see it. I could have seen it as fair on the fact of yeah, it's three games, and you are giving them a new kind of paint, and you did you did make Mass Effect one arguably much more enjoyable to play. Oh, it's still such a fucking slog, though. Really? To you? Yeah. Why is that? The improvements helped, but the gameplay still hasn't aged very well. Really? Because yeah. I've I've literally played Mass Effect one recently, the original and gone to this one and it is astronomically better like next generation better gameplay in comparison because mass effect one like you could shoot something from five feet in mass effect one and it would miss yeah i remember that yeah in this it doesn't happen i've 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 shot things i've shot things from across the room and it doesn't miss yeah i just I don't know. I think the two and three like gameplay wise were better. Oh, they are. Don't get me wrong. Two and three are way are still better than one regardless. Still better. But one now compared to one then. Oh, no, it's a million. times. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is like it's it's that jump. Yeah. If it if they had turned around and made one the exact same gameplay as two. Pristine. It's kind of what I was hoping. That's that's what they should have done. (laughs) Listeners, that's what they should have done. And there are a lot of people who are giving a lot of misinformation about the game that it was they're saying that it was built from the ground up in this new engine. No, it wasn't. It was not built from the ground up. They've already said that they have said that they literally took the original code and just brought it into a new engine and did in and did some tweaks and started working from there. Um, It is the original game. That is why it still it still has it still has the Paragon Renegade exploit that you can do on uh, Neveria, which is. It, listeners, if you don't know about this, you need to you, you need to utilize that every time you play Mass Effect One because it makes it makes Renegade and Paragon a thousand times better because it instantly unlocks all of their trees for those, and all you have to do is just rinse and repeat a same a, a conversation tree over and over and over again until you unlock them. I I have I have full on my character. I have I I went to I went to Neveria immediately. <laughs> As soon as it became an option, it was like, you can go to Neveria. I'm like, done. Let's go. I go to Neveria and all you have to do is just one main mission. It's, it's the, uh, one where you have to talk to, I can't remember his name. It starts, I think it's like, uh, Olaka or something like that. I can't remember. Sorry, listeners. It's, uh, I names are hard for me and humans and trying to remember them in sci-fi is even worse. Uh, it's where you talk to the Turian who was once in control of the station and, uh, you need to get a garage pass. So you go and work on his thing where you take the files from his computer because he's being set up by the, the asshole that's in control now. So you take the files from his computer and you're going to give them to him. 
And the lady who's the assistant, who's the undercover assistant for the current guy wants to use those files in order to prosecute him. So you have to convince him to, to side with her, you know, that, that mission. So you use that and you basically go and talk to her. You say, you're going to convince him to, to work with her. You go and convince him to work with her. It unlocks, and all you have to, all you really have to do to get to that is you have to have uh, five, uh, f- at least five points to charisma, um, or four points to intimidate. I think, um, but five points to charisma. You go in, you tell him, "All right, work with her." He says, "Oh, you're going to dictate it." Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And then that unlocks the tree to just. Rinse and repeat that same conversation over and over and over again. And it gives you 24 to 25 points of Paragon and Renegade, respectively, every time you do it. And you can max out both trees within about two minutes (laughs) of just rinse and repeating that dialogue. It's the greatest exploit ever. I used it in the original all the time because it fast tracked me. And I was able to unlock so many good dialogue options, especially if you were playing Renegade. You should definitely be using that exploit, but it, that exploit still exists in Mass Effect One. If if they had gone back and re you know, rebuilt the entire game from the ground up, then that exploit wouldn't exist anymore. Guarantee it, because well, they would have fixed that. They still have some of the the graphical glitches in as well. Because oh yeah, uh, I'm playing through. I I finished one. Yeah, like I, I blasted through it. Like I said, I I love the story, but I we just, might as well listen with this. Like Miles, do you have anything else to cover for this week's really really quick? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, we're, Pretty we're close just to finishing Disco Elysium, but nice. not there yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go into reviews. So let, let's just go into reviews from Aspect. We'll just consider this part of the review. So, uh, so anyways, I I tried to blast through it because that little comic. I so when I first downloaded the game, I started Mass Effect One. Remembered how much I hated the start of the game. Because of the Citadel? Yes. What's really funny is you said that Ann Anderson and it didn't even it didn't even bother me one bit because I've done it so many fucking times. I can speed run the Citadel. <laughs> I mean, I can do thing. I could do this. I could do the Citadel and all of its side quests in one go almost instantaneously and get done and get out into fucking space. It's the same thing with Knights of the Old Republic. I always want to play it. And then I remember that I'm going to get stuck on Taurus for like three hours. That one's rough. Yeah, I get that. So the Citadel is kind of like a smaller version of that for me. That's I don't, fair. I don't mind the rest of the game, but it's just having to get through the Citadel that I don't like. So anyways, I blasted through one because I tried to skip to two and that little mid step comic thing that you can skip. Mm-hmm. It doesn't let you make all of the choices. It just nope. lets you make all the important ones. Yeah. And one of the things that I always do is I always punch the reporter. <laughs> and it doesn't let you punch the reporter if you skip it, which nope. oddly enough, I tried not punching her this time. And uh, in one, my renegade play playthroughs, I've always done that. Always, well, always. You, punch you her. don't. I, I, I punch her. Always punch her. Every time there, there's a few <laughs> things that I always do. I always kick that guy out of the window. I yeah. always stab that guy in the back during uh, Garrus's mission in two. The one working on the. Uh, the gunship. Yeah. And and then uh, I always shoot Udina in three. Yeah, that that asshole has it coming. Uh, he time. had it coming from one. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, it's like the the first like after the first time I had it, my first run through where I did pure Paragon with it and I tried to be a nice guy the whole time. After that one run through with Fem Shep, I never I never was nice to that guy ever again. Like after that, like it didn't matter if I was trying to go 
trying to go pure or, you know, Paragon or Renegade, I was always a dick to him every time it gave me a chance because that guy is an asshat. <laughs> yeah, very much. I fucking so. hate that character so goddamn much. And the, the part of the reason is because I've known people like that. Oh, yeah. I think we all have. And that's yeah. probably why we shoot him in the game because we can't do it in real life. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I forgot where I was going with this, but you were saying like you were saying like you get you get stuck on Citadel and that's that's one of the things like that drives you nuts is the fact that like you you always know that you're going to have that that slog. So you moved on to two. Oh, yeah. And and you because the comic book doesn't let you choose all that stuff. So I came back and played one. Yeah. But I tried to get through it as quick as I could. I get it. And now I'm on two and they never fixed the glitch where some of the Asari on uh, Ilium have human hands. Okay, yeah. So the they left some of these things in there. And now I don't know if it was laziness or they thought, oh, well, people thought it was funny. So we'll leave it in. Yeah. In some cases, you don't, you don't really know if it's just a graphical glitch or not. But like there are definitely things that the new engine kind of brings, like definitely makes worse in some cases. And a lot of that has to do with facial like expressions have gotten wonkier with the new engine compared uh-huh. to the old one. And I can tell you this, the funniest one was when I, on Neveria, when I was going up the stairs to go into the garage, you have that lady who's standing at the top of the stairs. Who's the guard. Who's like, you can't go in there, dude. She has got this like, like eyes as wide as fucking possible on her face and is looking, like looking down, like, you can't go in there. Like it is, I can't even describe it properly. Listeners. Like it is, it is so ridiculous. Like when I came up the stairs, she had the gun out, like pointing at me, like with one hand, like while I was walking to the stairs, following me and tracing me, like, is this bitch going to shoot me? And, and I come up like, I don't remember her ever doing that. Walk up the stairs, walk up to her to talk to her. And she like, it's, it's like a think of like somebody leaning their head back have their eyes like wide open and they're watching like a blade coming towards their crotch. Like that, that kind of scene from a movie as they're like laid down on like a, uh, uh, a sawmill and they're like, Oh my gosh, it's coming closer. Like that's the look on her face. Yeah. As she's talking to me, it's like, <laughs> I'm like what the fuck? Or, or you'll have uh Liara's one. She has a tick <laughs> where her right eye gets closed slightly and the other one gets really like, it's like, she's giving me the rock. You don't know what the rock, you can't smell what the rock is cooking. Um, yeah, the people's eyebrow, the people's eyebrow. She's giving me that look that happens. Um, I mean, the only one that, the only one that I, that I, that I never have to worry about having weird facial tics is, you know, tally. And that's because I can't see her fucking face <laughs> or, um, Harris. or, yeah. uh, it's just, it's really funny. Um, when that stuff happens, but it's always like, it's always the human faces that kind of freak out uh, a little bit. And I'm sitting there going, man, I don't remember the original being this way. So I'll like, I pulled up one of my, I pulled up, I still hadn't had the, the old mass effect on my computer. So I, I closed that down, pull up the best effect, pull, grow, you know, scroll through my saves, find one that's close enough and go up to that area. Nope. Nothing like that. And I go on, man, this weird, this new engine is doing some weird shit. <laughs> Every now and then, uh, I mean, you know, with with the shit that happened in drama, it's not exactly surprising, I guess. No, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, you know, it's overall. I mean, it's more crisp. It's much more crisp. Uh, there's nice new texturing. Uh, you can definitely tell there is a big step up graphically. 
uh, between the old and the new, even though they're using a lot of the old, um, <clears throat> old tessellation and stuff like that for, uh, trees and, and things like that. It's not really new models. It's just adding extra texture, adding extra lighting Big effects, focus on lighting. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, that makes things look nice look nice. Now there are some areas where the lighting actually is a negative because it makes some skin look too plasticky, too shiny. It can make, uh, some areas not take look, away from a scene yeah, takes away from a scene. It can take away from, you know, some of the, uh, aesthetics of an environment. Yeah. Watching, uh, Captain Anderson talk. He's the one with the weird face. He has, me. he, he looks like yeah. Captain Anderson looks like he has plastic. He had plastic surgery. Yeah. And very discount. It's just, plastic you know, surgery. botched plastic surgery on that guy. <laughs> and it was on military health insurance. <laughs> oh, that, that explains everything. <laughs> 30 years ago, that would have, that, that would have been a tr- an atrocity today. It's normal. <laughs> I will say, I think the biggest change they made better for uh, Mass Effect 1 was the Mako. The Mako is is a lot better to drive overall. The, the Don't get me wrong, listeners. The terrain for some of the areas is still a complete bastardized piece of shit to drive on. Like, <laughs> like th- there's no, there was no thought. Like, you can tell every, like, almost every single area you drop into, there is no thought process whatsoever that was ever devoted to Oh, they're going to be driving a vehicle across this. We should probably not make certain things so steep or we should probably not, you know, not make things so ridiculous in like holes and shit. You can get stuck in stuff like that. That stuff still exists. That stuff was never changed. Like the, the, the stuff that you drive on for most of like the open world, open area, I should say open area uh, locations. It's still not fixed. Like that stuff isn't, it still isn't great to drive on. But the Mako is a lot easier, one, a lot easier to control, and it doesn't feel as floaty as a, you know, as opposed to that. Um, there are times where the the jet thing doesn't feel like it's going any faster. Uh, and then there are other times where, where it works just fine. The thing I like to do is to get off, uh, up off on a, on a cliff, drive off like fucking Dukes of Hazard, and then hit the jets to, to boost me into the air and just fly off. And I just go, those are <laughs> Fly or grow some wings <laughs> and land wherever the hell I'm going to land because they took away a lot of the damage uh, that you used to get from the Mako for falling the fall damage that this, the thing had had for it because the fall damage never made any sense in the old one. Like none of, none of the fall damage made sense because you'd have that thing be ejected from a ship at a thousand, you know, thousands of feet in the air as it falls and in uses jets to slow its, its descent and it lands like a fucking stone still in the cutscene, And then you fall from a cliff and Oh, you just, you just lost a, you know, you just lost, you know, a quarter of your health in the old one. Yeah. Like they, they at least fixed that portion of it. It's still, it's still kind of a pain in the ass to drive at times as the terrain still sucks. You'll, Shooting is better. You'll flip it over and have to reload a save. I did that on uh, Ilos. Yeah. Uh, although it does eventually correct itself. I found out mine never did. I, I sat there trying to flip it over for like 10 minutes. You have to use the, the jets button. Yeah. it wasn't doing it. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I haven't had that happen. No, I, that was my, all right. now I need to go to bed. I gotcha. Q, Cause I was like, all right, I've been trying to flip this thing over for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, the cannon and the 50 cal are way better to shoot. 
Uh, the 50 cal is actually effective at distance. Yeah, you can kill shit from all the way across the map now. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's a lot easier to... To, to shoot in that aspect that makes that makes things more fun um so yeah i mean they, they've had improvements here and there uh, i overall game you know gameplay gunfighting is a lot better than it used to be it is not mass effect 2 or mass effect 3 good but it's it's still way better uh i still every now and then will hit the bumper expecting to throw a grenade and we'll forget the grenade is the x button and i'll hit the x button on accident and throw a grenade at something on accident just like in the first one originally on the xbox Every fucking time. Uh, it's just a weird, it's just a weird place to have a, a grenade <laughs> button. Yeah. It took it's me a minute right. to something's off. Reacclimate to the, the control scheme That's on that one. Me. Every time I go back to halo, right? <laughs> like a fucking goldfish with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I just imagined that like, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking goldfish in the pod just you see like splatter spattering coming out of the water like everywhere <laughs> in all different directions somebody take that gun away from that fish uh <laughs> the funny thing is is like loading it up with all the the visual upgrades and everything this is how the game always looked in my memory in your memory yeah and that's why i said like i had like i that's why i had the original yeah, so I pulled up pulled up the original and play and played through even the first like pull it play through the entire first mission and it is vastly different. Yeah, because I did the same thing. I have uh, one and two on PC. Yeah. And I I was sitting there looking at it. I was like, this doesn't look any different. Hold on. So I went and fired it up and I was like, no, no, no. This is massively different. This yeah. is just how I remember it always looking. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, anytime somebody says it looks like a PS2 game. That's never factual. Uh, you go back and play a PS2 game. PS2 games look like shit in comparison to anything on on the uh, previous you know two generations. My buddy Colin used to say things like that, and I used to look at him and be like, "You're fucking stupid." <laughs> like, not in reality. Colin's actually exceedingly intelligent, but it's just one of those things. Like your brain, your brain remembers things very differently from how they actually were, and that's absolutely true with this. Like you, you'll think about it. And you're like, man, this this doesn't look any different than me it or than I, what I remember. Well, yeah, it actually does. It looks way different. Um, from seeing, uh, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the fucking reaper. Uh, what's it called? Sovereign. Sovereign. Seeing sovereign, like on that tower and stuff, like fucking face hugging the shit out of it. And that first level, uh, in the original, it's got like all these red lightning sparking shit going on. And on the new one, that's really subdued and there's more lighting going on in the world. Yeah, it's, because it's actually representing the time of day that it's taking place as the sun slowly creeps down and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, and the, like because the original like every the sky is red and shit like that. Like the original kind of doesn't make any sense in reality when I think about it after playing, especially after playing this. Of like, why is the sky red? That makes zero sense for an area to have red sky on a on a plant that's been completely terraformed <laughs> and yeah. settled by humanity. Uh, giant red sky. I'm like, ah, it doesn't make any sense. I I get why they why they made those kind of aesthetic changes. Um, it also just makes it look cleaner in in this uh, this version. But because of that, some people are saying you know certain things look worse. Some people are saying things look better. I think it's kind of a mixed hodgepodge. Is it worth still? Is it still worth playing? 
if you love the original Mass Effect and you want to go through it again, uh, but you want slightly better gameplay uh, and you want uh, just things to still 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 be the same roughly, but you want just a little bit better experience, I think it's worth picking up to me. Uh, it's worth buying because the fixes that they made are significant enough to make this more enjoyable. Whereas the things that you have like graphical glitches and stuff like that might make you laugh. It is a little bit, you know, disappointing, but it's, it, it at least a, works. We certainly had a good laugh over uh fucking uh, Tali. <laughs> oh yeah. And the redesign for the, uh, the photo. <laughs> Motherfucker, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, Every time you're cracking up, as soon as I was typing it out, I'm like, I want to fuck a Hanar, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I was laughing so hard when you said it's still, still uninspired. I went, like, I was laughing so hard when you said it. I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like Samuel L. Jackson coming back. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I made sure that gif was in there. Uh, I still like your response to me when we were talking about it. I was like, well, if I have the option, I'm still going to bang an alien. You're like, yeah, of course you would. Captain of course Kirk. you would. Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like I found that, like I found that image of that creepy looking fucking bug alien. I was like, this is what Miles thinks of every time. This is what he wants. This is what he wants to have sex with. Every time he's with Tally, this is it. I still like my response. That wouldn't bother me. The hell still wouldn't bother me. <laughs> still do it <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah i was gonna i was going to uh interject with uh sorry i don't find powder with cataracts very original but the uh the dialogue we had going was too good to fucking break <laughs> off of <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah well i mean like her her race is mostly humanoid so there were like i didn't ex- i've never expected her to it's- look really anything different i've seen a lot of fan art of ideas of how they could have looked you know that dated before this and uh like and some of some of the fan art ideas are fucking amazing they look fantastic yeah um and it's just kind of a it it feels lazy to me that's all but i don't know i mean at least they did something (laughs) instead of taking stock i don't see any i don't see any design decisions when it comes to character design stuff like that as lazy if the character was always humanoid if the character was always humanoid it never it's never it never occurs to me that it's that it's lazy because the things that come across as lazy is when you're like oh they're reptilian people and you suddenly turn those reptilian people into just humans yeah. and they don't have they don't have any any kind of reptilian fe- features it's, it's the equivalent of like uh hamish from uh is, is it hamish from uh dnd uh <laughs> wait, wait, dragonborn. the the dragonborn where he's just he <laughs> just so looks hideous. like a human being <laughs> like that that's it like you oh i'm dragonborn but they just look human you're like that's lazy <laughs> like that if i saw that in a game where they're like yeah it's this they're this race but they just look this per like human i I'd, I'd be a little disappointed i'd be like well that's just laziness like that's not really trying to actually create something different you just made this Whereas if it was always intended to be humanoid looking, then they should be kind of reminiscent of humanoid. Like you should see that yeah. uh, putting it, you know, but you had a game that had such unique design for almost every single other race that mm. it was like, Oh, all right. 
Not really. <laughs> I mean, the the uh, the Asari are just, you know, blue with, you know, squid tentacles for the back or for their head. Right. But uh, then you had the Elcor, the the Hanar, the the Volus, you know, um, you know, even the uh, the Turians. Very, very dynamic look. If if you're going to have all of these other races, not everything can be fucking unique. Something's going to something, you know, something you're going to want to be really attracted to is going to look human. <laughs> in some in some aspect that's kind of why i laughed at the fact of like when when i saw like when i saw that uh that image of that bug looking thing <laughs> i was like i was like yeah bird people are looking a lot better huh for the uh the turian because you and i had that joke uh we're joking about about uh around about uh andromeda and the love relationships that you can have on it and one of them is the uh the female the only way the only like one of the only love relationships you have that's also female in it is the turian and I'm like, you have the choice between the Asari again or the bird person. <laughs> and listeners, if you don't bird know that, person, no. if, you, if you don't know this, uh, the Turians are, are closely related, like basically evolutionary wise are closely related to birds in the lore. So uh, Miles and I joked around about that. And uh, when I when I brought that when I brought up who I wanted for or who I went with for the love relationship in Andromeda. He laughed and he said, like, I don't know. I just have a hard time having like, I would just have a hard time having sex with a bird. And I laughed like it was it was a funny joke. Uh, but at the same time, like we were, I was there was like there, there wasn't a whole lot of like a whole lot of other options. Like the other options sucked. Yeah. They didn't give you another Corian uh, to go after. Uh, and the uh, and the uh, the Asari chick was kind of a pain in the ass. And I didn't really like her personality. <laughs> she was really annoying. <laughs> you know, let's. Let's be fair with with Mass Effect. You you like Tally more for her fucking personality than anything. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's just a good fucking character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watching her get hammered and try and describe a straw was hilarious. Was hilarious. Yeah. Emergency induction. <laughs> Emergency <laughs> induction. <laughs> did you guys ever? Uh, did you guys ever find her when she's? really hammered and she's in the shower later crying because Hanar can't wear sweaters. No. <laughs> is that, in, is that in three? It's from the, uh, the Citadel DLC. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny. She's sitting in the shower crying <laughs> and she's like, I'm sad because Hanar can't wear sweaters. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> design aesthetic aside i don't think i don't see any reason for them to really make drastic changes to a character just because you know it that would be kind of that would be, it would be kind of weird to go out of the way i mean if you look if you look through her helmet her face is clearly just human so uh i wouldn't expect really to see much you know much else other than just making a human human character so it wasn't really a redesign for three it was just more of like we actually just gave her a face in, in the game because the developers were considered too lazy to do that. But I before. bet you they still cheated the fuck out of you on that, uh, that sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get guaranteed. <laughs> I, I remember building up to that. Like, yes, I'm going to see what a fucking quarry looks like. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> and then it's like, here's, here's a subtle image in the reflection of a helmet. Here's, I think I see an ass chick. Like, <laughs> wow. This is really, uh, this is really, disappointing <laughs> well you know if you if you ever want to know what you know i mean in reality like if you ever want to know what her, an old tv if you ever want to know what her body looks like you just you know 
look at look at a statue or look at her figure in the uh, the game and she doesn't wear anything that doesn't get that leaves a whole lot for the imagination. Well, no, at the time it was about seeing her face. <laughs> and that's exactly it's it. Still compared compared to all the other sex scenes, it was such a fucking ripoff. Oh yeah. I was like, dear God, man. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm glad I put all my time into this. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking robbed. <laughs> that's why you go with Liara all three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i, I no just, I just imagine <laughs> like here's the here's the funny thing do you know what the letdown was for me with liara was during that sex scene was when they first kissed on the bed i was expecting her her tentacle things in the back <laughs> to wrap around your face <laughs> to just unfold and wrap around your face as she as she kissed you and made out with you you give me shit but you want to make out with a face hugger <laughs> <laughs> That thought never occurred to me, and now I'm sad that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I want to make out with a face hugger. You want to make out with an insectoid. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Stop kink shaming. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, we just found the name of the podcast, kink shaming or uh, shaming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but listeners it's it's a and to me it's a good buy the only thing that's weird on pc and this is only on pc it's it's kind of strange because i've watched it on console and how it launches uh on console it's all you know it's all just one program one game on pc it's really strange because it launches a launcher for the games and that's the main screen that pops up on the console where you have the choice of the three games and yeah. it just lets you choose which one you're going to go into yeah because it'll first open up and then it it's yeah, one, two, three, and then you pick one and it'll launch. Cause I I bought it on PS4. Yeah. And on console, when you when you click that, it's still it's still in the main program, but on PC, it literally closes down a launcher and brings up an individual the individual game and loads an individual game. It is the oddest transition I've seen for a game collection like this, because I sat there and going, why? Why? Like, wh- <laughs> why? Why can't you? If if you were gonna do it this way, why can't I just open up the first game or or each individual game instantaneously without having to go to this dumbass load screen? Because the load screen's really only there for console. It's not there for it's it's not really needed for PC. Yeah, there's zero so, reason for that. So why do I have to have this? So, anyways, like that 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 kind of bugged me because I'm sitting there going, man, like what the fuck? Why why is this even a thing? That that just kind of threw me off because even even if you go into two, two is going to ask me that they're going to launch the exact same way that old two used to. And it's going to say, do you want to bring in your save from one? Yes. <laughs> so why do I need this extra launcher for three games that are they're obviously installed separately over the origin program? But it doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah, that, that kind of threw me off, listener. So if you buy it on PC, just know that you're going to be putting up with the fact that you're going to be opening a launcher to open up the game. Fucking weird. Which is strange. If you buy it on a console, it's completely fine. It's, it's seamless. Just goes directly into the game. There's no extra loading or anything like that. Uh, but on, on PC, it's definitely noticeable because it's clearly closing down the launcher and brings up the other game and brings up the actual game. And you're like, okay. When you see a bunch of screen transitions on PC, always noticeable. 
<laughs> and then when you close out of the, 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 this is the even funnier part, listeners. This is the funniest part about that. When you close down Mass Effect and say exit, it doesn't just go to desktop. It reloads the launcher <laughs> for no reason for for you to for you to tell it no. I I, I literally want to exit the game. I'm right, which one do you want to play now? Right? Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like it, I'm I'm sitting there going that this is stupid. It's an extra step. So EA, if you ever hear this, and Bioware, if you hear this, get rid of that shit on the PC. Get rid of you know it's it's just for console. That's not needed on PC. For PC, just give us the option of just. Maybe even just right clicking and saying launch launch Mass Effect, launch Mass Effect two. Don't give us this extra bullshit step that we don't need. It just takes time away from me just playing the game. That's weird. Yeah. So anything else you guys want to review? I mean, Miles, you've been playing a lot of Disco Elysium. I'm sure at this point you can definitely give a review. Uh, Josiah, you had a review for a game a long time ago that you never got to talk about. Yeah, I had one like three weeks ago, and I haven't been on because I've yeah. been doing overtime we, we've been doing remote casts we've been gone you know so uh you played what, a fair amount of uh hard space yes josiah how about you go ahead and talk about hard space and the life that is being in debt while you take apart ships <laughs> i mean that's pretty much it you, you sign up for uh you're playing a game that's a job it's it's like me with pc simulator you're just playing a game that's a job you know <laughs> So here's something I can't give Miles shit anymore for for wanting to play any game like <laughs> ever. I laughed so fucking hard when I saw you play that shit. I was like, "You motherfuckers! Like you give us so much shit for playing games that are just jobs." It's like you're playing fucking PC. Like this is in space. <laughs> Using lasers and shit. <laughs> Yours is a for-profit sweatshop. Uh, <laughs> this is this is this this right here, listeners, is why we're friends. Why why we are all friends? Because the, the hypocrisy within our own group makes us all laugh. So, oh my god, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. All right, so here's the stupid thing about this. So I work in construction. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go build shit for eight hours and then come home and fire <laughs> that, my computer. That's the funniest part to me is the fact that Miles and I were talking about this. I saw you out there. He's playing. He's playing, he's playing Shipbreaker. And he goes, yeah. I was like, doesn't he work in construction all day? It's fun to destroy. So this is the opposite. I'll, I'll build shit for eight hours a day and then I'll come home and take it apart for three or four. <laughs> it's a fun game. I you you float around. You use uh, laser cutters to take the ship apart, and you get money for doing it right. Can you use a controller with it on a PC, or do you have to use a mouse and keyboard? I haven't tried. Oh, I know. I, I know you're comfortable with mouse and keyboard a lot. So. Yeah, because I'm a lot more comfortable with mouse and keyboard. I could. See I'm fine with it when I need to, but I prefer. I prefer controller. I'm not sure how the the control scheme would work with. Uh, well, it's supposed um, to be coming. It's supposed to be coming to console. So yeah, and uh, Miles. That's why I'm wondering if it's announced on PlayStation like two years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still pretty early access. They don't even really. They're they just did an update where they did. Uh, they added story for levels like because you you go up through certification levels mm -hmm. and they uh, they added one. It's story from like one to seven. Mm -hmm. So they're they're working on it. Um, yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen posts from them that they actually install like background and story to what's going on in that game world. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they're actually starting to put in some interesting things like, you know, back like they're they're doing a lot of the world building and it's pretty interesting. Okay. Um, but Miles messaged me and brought up a good point when uh, the day I installed it, because you messaged me and asked me how it was and you brought up a good point. This game needs uh, co-op. Oh, yeah. Like that was yeah, that was actually when when Miles brought it up originally, I asked, is is this co-op? Because if it was co-op, I'd actually play with him. Yeah. If it's not, it's not really it, it's not a game. I know already it's not a game. I'll go in and play by myself. I, I know that for a fact. I'm having fun. I wouldn't with play it. with Loach, though. That motherfucker runs me over with pirate ships. Oh, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Stop the boat. This is one of those games. One of the funniest moments we've had. That requires patience (laughs) that he doesn't have. Because if you do things, which is funny, because this is somebody who plays baseball. Yeah. A game that requires a lot (laughs) of patience. A game that is literally about patience. But like, if you do things wrong, uh, I've hit fuel tanks and blown myself up before. Yeah. Um, You can decompress the ship and throw yourself into things. <laughs> That's a fun one. Uh, I actually did one where I cut a section out of the ship, not realizing that two sections were still pressurized. So it threw an entire like quarter of the ship at me and I got crushed in between a wall <laughs> and the engine. See, at least the deaths sound entertaining. See, it's, it sounds to me like it should just be called space hazard. <laughs> Much like actual work, OSHA violations happen on a pretty constant basis. I don't know. I have fun with it, but I could see why other people wouldn't. Okay. It's weird, weirdly relaxing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I get that. There are some there are some games like that that are just odd. Like it sounds odd from other for other people. Like they they would see it as this is strange. Why would why you why do you enjoy playing this? Uh, I thought that with. Uh, <clears throat> Miles and uh, Anderson playing the the dwarves uh, in space one. What's it called? Oh, Deep, Deep Rock, Rock Galactic. Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah. yeah, not a game I can get into. Uh, not even with other people. That's uh, not really. It's not something I enjoy. So it's it's one of those things. Like it it sounds odd that other people like it, but they do. I mean, people like just like what they like. I play PC Simulator, and in reality, it's nothing like really building PCs. Gives you a basic a, a good basic understanding, but. I enjoy it just because it's I can kind of shut my brain off and just keep playing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how this game is for me. It's you, you start it up, you just take shit apart, throw it in the different. Yeah, it doesn't require a lot of effort from you. Yeah. And those those games are the games that, like we kind of need, because if we don't have those, sometimes if we're constantly having yeah. to use our brains. We get worn out. Yeah. Fucking Disco Elysium is a good fucking example. of that. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's such a cerebral game that you have to sit there and constantly be in a thought process. Thankfully, it tracks most of the shit for you. Yeah. So you're not having to, like, remember everything. But and it's such a dark and kind of grim uh, circumstance that you're in. You're like, man, this is kind of taxing on the mind. Yeah. I was like, I kind of want to just shut it off for a few days. And I, I did that for a while. Like, I turned it off and didn't go back to it for like four or five days. Gotcha. But I'm getting close to the end of it. So it's good. But yeah, you need the I mean, I'll jump into fucking Call of Duty, the outbreak just by myself occasionally, just because there's literally no thinking about it. It's just point shoot, (laughs) point shoot. Just keep killing stuff. Just keep going. See, and that's that's kind of what I don't like about um, Doom Eternal. Doom 2016 was you go in and you just shoot things until it's dead. Doom Eternal, the way they changed everything. 
Yeah. Sorry, this one of those things <clears throat> just clicked for yeah, me. Yeah, it creates more it creates more you're having to think more strategy. Yeah. On stuff rather I, than just just being Doom Guy. Yeah, I don't want to think about things. I just want to be Doom Guy. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's completely fair. Um in a lot of ways, I think that's probably what's uh taken away from a lot of shooters in the past. Uh, just all right, well now you have to think about too many things. I don't want to think about too many things. I just want to I just want to kill stuff. I'm hoping that uh they don't do that for uh Halo. Oh yeah, if Halo takes that route. I mean, there's already plenty of times where you have to use some strategy for some enemies. I mean, hunters being a key example. You have to shoot them in the back. Yeah. Uh but that's that's not that's not a terrible strategy. You can use that with almost nearly any gun and if you have a rocket launcher then it, you know, fast tracks. Uh whereas something like Doom, like Doom Eternal, where you have enemies that pop up, you have to actually use strategy in order to like in order to figure out ways to kill them in order to kill other enemies. Like yeah, the, there's the resurrectors and shit like that. Like, man, that's fucking annoying. <laughs> like, I don't like I don't like this because now you've made it you've made it overly complicated for a game that should be simple and I should just be enjoying killing stuff and just enjoying the story. But yeah, I totally I totally get that. Um if that happens in Halo, then Ooh, yeah, there, I, we've talked be about this before. There's a lot riding on this game for. All oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Halo Infinite. If Halo Infinite is bad, man, <laughs> fucking I feel I feel like if Halo Infinite is bad, I want I will want to go scorched earth. <laughs> Just fuck you like that kind of stuff. Well, but, let me know when to put in leave for that trip. So. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh. But Miles, with Dis- with Disco Elysium, I mean, you you have to you have to keep track of a lot of stuff. Is it is it good? Is it worth buying? Yeah, I mean, if you if you enjoy a good uh, detective story, then it's it's totally worth the buy. Okay. Um, yeah, because you still have to formulate answers for yourself. Okay. In a lot of cases, you know, every, every everything comes down to pretty much dialogue choices. There's not okay. really a whole lot of, you know, there's no like quick time events or anything like that. Thankfully. Okay. Um, but you know, it's random skill checks, passive skill checks all the time. So you're sitting there, you know, you build up your, your abilities, uh, how, how your detective is and, uh, you know, kind of base your decisions off that. Yeah. It's, it's been entertaining. Like I've, I was losing my shit just before getting on to do the cast because, uh, it's not a spoiler. You, <laughs> you eventually get questioned about where your, uh, police cruiser is. Yeah. And uh, it's crashed into the ice uh, a ways back, and you have a couple ways to respond about it. And uh, one of them was, uh, I thought the killer was underwater. <laughs> Turned out he wasn't. <laughs> I was like, God, that's so fucking tempting. I was like, but I haven't been doing full on just sarcastic asshole this gotcha. entire time. Yeah, trying to stay. I, like, I actually need character. to be serious for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to stay. So I mean. Yeah, the the dialogue in it it's it's fantastic. Um, not not the same level of entertaining as like uh, uh, what was uh the space one Outer Worlds. Yeah, uh, it's not as entertaining as playing dumb in that. Yeah, but it's it's close. It's along the same flavor. Oh, okay. Uh, if you decide to go that route, I I would be tempted to go back through this game as like just a fucking titan of a human being that's just dumb as shit because it's fun to play the inverse sometimes, but it's, it's been entertaining. It's not really predictable though. 
Yeah. Pretty good. Anything else? I forgot. I picked up Subnautica Below Zero. And uh, it's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, I thought it was going to be a little different from what they were kind of showing off, but not terribly so. However, it does feel like they they didn't finish parts of it because um, you, you you get these like audio logs yeah. in your inventory and you can see that they're playing, but there's absolutely no audio to the audio log. Hmm. So it's it's like they did all the graphics for it and they never finalized the recordings to get it done. Is it an early access? <sighs> no, oh, okay. uh, it was in early access because... Uh, Technically, it was on PC like a year or two ago. Yeah. But uh, apparently, I, I want to say a year because uh, I was I was doing some looking into it. And it sounds like people are saying that the recording studios were closed down for the whole COVID nonsense. Yeah. And so they couldn't get the audio performances, the voice voice actor performances in that they wanted to for, for the audio. Logs. Does, so does it at least have like subtitles for you to read? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. still there in print, you yeah. know, so, I mean, you know, it doesn't lose anything in that factor. But if you're in your inventory, you see, like, the little play bar going and, like, nothing's happening. It gotcha. feels a little, little half-assed on the, like, details side of things. Yeah. But, I mean, visually, it's very, very striking, very, very neat. Cool. Um, you know, the fucking predators in the ocean are horrifying as always yeah but it's it's interesting i i absolutely sucked at the first game like i i managed to fumble my way into you know making it pretty decent and this one was the same way like i i did the default which is the survival mode yeah. and i was like i don't know how to eat <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh well, you have to, to have a myself. fish in your inventory and then you have to bring it to the uh the the basically the 3d fucking printer and it <laughs> turns it into a cooked fish. I was like, Oh, that's weird. okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, it wasn't, it's not a, uh, a $60 game. I think it was 40. I want to say. Okay. So is it worth the $40? If you like the first one, I'd say it's probably worth the 40 bucks. I wasn't a big fan of the first one. I was terrible at it. And then uh, I, I, I played that one for free via, I, I think game pass or, yeah. or PlayStation had it as one of their free ones. I don't remember. Yeah, I was awful at it. Managed to get pretty far, and then I got killed by a giant creature when I was trying to go mm. do something that was like a, a major task in the game. And I went, oh, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and swim away from Gigantosaur. In the fucking <laughs> the physics water. in it. Yeah, the physics in it's a little broken with the uh, base construction. Yeah, because uh, I went to go build the base where I, from what I understand, is kind of the end game area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's ideal to have a base over there. And I was like, all right, well, you know, this is the first base I'm building. I might as well just jump ahead and make the final base. Right. And start working in that area. Yeah. And uh, you can. Uh, but the the power source that they give you to start off with that you're allowed to build is solar panels. And, you know, it has to be pretty close to the surface of the water or above it for that to really function. And the only way I could do that was by putting it on kind of stilts in the ocean, which are already on a floating Island. Yeah. You know, that's like partially adrift in the, in the sea. 
And uh, well, I was like, okay, this will work. So I placed the support structure. I go to place the the main room, and the main room winds up being detached by about sixteen feet, but it lets me build it. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have a phantom base. <laughs> It was like the support structure wasn't needed at all, but somehow it magically let me build like this. Yeah, that that's a little broken, but gotcha. whatever. It's working in my advantage at the moment. <laughs> Until they update it. It's essentially a flo- it's essentially a building that's anchored to a giant floating lily pad by a solar panel. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem stable. <laughs> Listeners, some <clears throat> anime recommendations because uh, we've been doing that for a lot, and I've found uh, that anime is far more entertaining than most of the crap that's being put out today because the Japanese don't care about woke. <laughs> so, Cabinari, uh, which sounds like a, a hot sauce, um, every time I hear it, like when they talk about it, like it, it's it just makes me laugh. I'm like, man, it just sounds it sounds like they're either talking about sushi or some kind of you know sauce or something, but. Cabinari uh, of Campbell the soup. <laughs> Campbell soup. Cabinari of the Iron Fortress. That is a pretty cool anime. I I've enjoyed it. I haven't finished up the uh, the first series, and they have a movie on Netflix right now, which which is why I'm going through the series because I want to watch the movie. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's very. It's not necessarily like overall unique, but it's a it's a unique collaboration of different ideas that have been put that have been put together, and I I, I enjoy that. So if you're uh, if you're into zombies and you know martial arts anime that you know and and all those things kind of coming together, it's definitely one to uh, to check out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, with a with a splash of steampunk. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> definitely has the steampunk punk in there with the train and uh, the cities. Uh, Girls und Panzer fucking love that series. It's freaking great. Uh, Miles and I got to watch the movie uh, before I took off on my trip, and that was batshit. It was so Looney Tunes. I loved it. Yeah. It was more batshit than the entire series was. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the from the Ferris wheel to a tank riding on you know roller coaster rails. It was it was awesome. Loved it. Um, so. Uh, the fucking hiding how they hide tanks. Uh, like I don't want to give anything away because I hasn't watched it and I don't want to ruin anything for anybody else. Watching. It's so, so wonderful. Yeah. As their, their camouflage options are, are really funny. Yeah. Uh, we, we found ourselves like sitting there going like, what the fuck? And then immediately just, you know, it's Looney Tunes. So we don't care. It's girl, teenage girls driving tanks. I mean, really <laughs> anything goes at this point. And use, using using explosives that would kill anybody that that somehow don't harm people uh, is, is just fantastic. Um, so yeah, it, that's that's a series you should absolutely check out. It is very fun. Uh, I finally got to watch Chinibio, the movie that came out. Um, that was uh, that was good. Uh, it's a good ending to the series. It's uh, I still love a lot of the the like what what's in her imagination the fight sequences that they that she has in her brain and when it does the correlation of like what's actually happening in real life or it's just, it's hysterical to me because uh, it's like you know 
<clears throat> this wonderful imagination of a person and this like it's all super epic in her brain and you're seeing it so badass and then all of a sudden it cuts to the real life scenario and you're just like that's fucking funny <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that series yeah that yeah. was a good one i really liked it um really enjoyable so if uh if you like you know romantic comedy mixed in with some fantasy and stuff like that that's a great watch i really enjoyed it uh i've been using i will say i've been using the uh this the, the service high five or high, sorry high five high dive i like the service because they have a lot of shows i don't like the interface for their app their app is terrible um but it's 50 bucks a year which isn't bad um it's and they terrible. have they have quite a lot of shows on there uh they have all of uh is it wrong to pick a or is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon uh so if you're looking for a way to stream it that's actually not a bad option to go uh because they uh they do have all the dubs for that as well I tried watching one of my girlfriend is, i think it's my girlfriend is show bitch it's kind of a lewd comedy. It's okay. I mean, it, the, the humor, the, the parts, there are parts that are genuinely funny and I laughed at, uh, it's all lewd though. And it's the, the things that are funny are the reactions of the care, the main character, cause the main character isn't into that kind of stuff really. And he doesn't, he, he is constantly surrounded by people who keep making these lewd comments. And he's like, like, ser- he sits there. He's kind of like the, the straight man of like, seriously. Like really, that's that that's the way you're gonna bring it up, and uh, you can never tell if his girlfriend is just socially awkward or if she's making a genuine uh, joke. Sometimes just teasing him with things. But if you're okay with lewd humor, if you're okay, you're if you're okay with a lot of fan service, uh, then you know that might be a, a show that you might enjoy. It's it's a comedy, so it's intentionally this way. Uh, if you're not into that stuff, don't watch it. It's, it's not going to be worth your time. Um, but I, it took me a while. It took me a while to get through that series. I actually couldn't binge watch, binge watch it. Cause it, I can only take so much fan service <laughs> and stuff like that. So there's eventually like a breaking point. Where like, I have to stop. I have to go watch something else. Um, I watched <laughs> a, a horror, a Japanese horror anime. Is it Murder Party? Was that it? Murder Party sounds like a good album name, though. <laughs> no, uh, Cor- Corpse Party. That's what it was. I was watching Corpse Party. That sounds like an even better album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched Corpse Party, which is based off of a game, apparently, that I had never even heard of. Uh, but it's, it's based off a game series. But I watched the anime. And if you listeners, if you are looking for something that's funny, <laughs> That is an absolute watch. You should watch that with a group of people and riff on it the entire time because uh, it is terrible, <laughs> but it's very funny uh, to the point where like there was there was a character that showed up that was only in a couple of scenes. But when they showed up, they're like, it's OK, I'm, I'm here. I was like, that person's dead. <laughs> and within two seconds of me saying that they died. And it was hysterical how they die. I I was laughing so hard. I was crying when it happened. That's worth a watch just because it's only five episodes. It's worth a watch just to watch the hilariously bad horror that's involved in it. Um, Unfortunately, I think that one was only was only in subtitles. So it's, you know, you have to just kind of pick and choose your battles. And you're okay. You okay with subtitles or, or are you not? Um. But I uh, I watched that 
And uh, that that was that's one that I'm uh, that I would love to watch and and riff with the guys on. But it I think it would require everybody to have high dive or some some kind of service in order to get a hold of it. All right. Anything else, guys? We good. I got nothing. Just looking forward to buy a mutant. A couple days. I'll oh, believe it when it's on my hard drive. I still don't think that game's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> oh, I check I check Amazon literally every single day to make sure that it's still in my orders. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> i don't trust them for shit <laughs> no not for anything well listeners thank you for listening to us you really do appreciate it please go on facebook like us on facebook get rid of your social media if you want to get rid of your social media and you think that it's complete bullshit and you're tired of all the nonsense it'll be more healthy for you we guarantee it go out and make some friends you know you get if you get the vaccine whatever don't use a mask go out and meet people go talk to people get things back to fucking normal or wherever the fuck you are or don't I hate having to deal with society now. We talked about this earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, I hate people in general because most people are stupid. Yeah. Nothing more. Nothing was more reaffirming than that than going to California and coming <laughs> back. God damn. The amount of stupid in this world is unbelievable. Anyways, that aside, please tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. And Miles. Keep on geeking on. And we're out. Please, for the love of God. Use only approved gasoline containers for gasoline. Oh my god, dude! The lady filling up her the the lady filling up her laundry basket. That's the worst. That's that is, literally the worst. That one. is the worst one. <laughs> I think the the one after that, the one that's second to that, is the guy who filled up his, his who tried to fill up his truck bed. What's really funny is I saw I saw somebody's uh, comment online uh, from Facebook. I it was probably somebody I follow. They were like. It's do we really have to tell people not to use shopping bags, you know, for for putting gasoline in? And I almost went in and commented. I was like, there's literally a sign on every single fucking pump I've ever been to. that says only use approved gasoline containers. Yeah. It's like can't can't do much more than that. (laughs) Right.
terrified. You'll talk to me for hours. 